We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's what I know. I know the Washington Commanders want it. I know they need it. And right now they are getting it. Welcome to a Monday morning, another Victory Monday. How about that? We just keep repeating this scenario over and over again. And it is sure as heck a much better feeling than the other one. A team in contention in November and a big game coming up, certainly in the wild card chase this week with a team that is right there with you in the standings that you can put behind you via A, a loss, and B, potential tiebreaker somewhere down the road. It's a Victory Monday. Matt Essig is on the other side of the glass. Be courteous to him at 301-230-0980. Mr. Underscore Me 93. Of course, WrestleMania 621 sits across from me. I am Pete Medhurst. After 11 straight days, there will be nothing for me to do (gasps) once I leave the building today at 12 o'clock. That's it. Get in the car. Go home, chill with my kid who's off school all week. <laughs> Softball practice tonight. That's it. That's it. No game. Nothing. A, a night off in the Medhurst Mansion? After 11 straight days. I mean, it's a victory so, Monday in more ways than one, boys and girls. It is. He, he might actually have a couple of empty spots on his calendar. I do this that he's week, looking actually. To fill. Believe it or not. We found that got, out last night. If you got something Wednesday, Friday, <laughs> uh, I'm available. Um, so I mean, why saying, would why would he want to like kick his legs up on the couch and do nothing? Well, I mean, if there's a basketball game or a football game somewhere to go broadcast, or, or Australian rugby, it? or like if you can get him on a charter to Qatar, ooh, you know, that, I mean, you know, he'd call uh, uh, the home the host nation. Felt felt bad for the Qatari people yesterday. I knew they were not going to win, and they're there. They're excited. And my boy Valencia just ruins it for him as Ecuador beats them in the uh, opening game Valencia of the World Cup. How is Valencia your boy? How, how does that happen? Not only that, but there's a guy named Pedro Miguel. So, of course, if there's I a guy mean, named Pedro Miguel. That should be your boy. Yeah, well, I mean, he is. But, I mean, Valencia is a great player. He's got like 37 um, goals on the national level now. Really? So, I mean, he's just a fantastic uh, player for Ecuador. Yeah. United States plays tonight. Uh, against Wales, actually this afternoon. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I mean tonight yeah, in Qatar, ten o'clock Qatar yeah. time. Uh, but uh, two o'clock Eastern time, I believe. So is, I mean, we got um, all kinds of great stuff going yeah. on. My boy Raheem Sterling has a goal. England, of course, where my grandfather was from. They're smoking Iran three nothing. You got a lot of boys. It's because I love sports. I know you do. I love sports. You love athletes. You're you my are... boy, though. I mean, we're crushing it in this time slot yes. every day, and now we've got more positivity to talk about with people. Yeah. No, I listen. 
And this I've, is the, the, the this is first time what that they've been over five hundred in November two thousand eighteen since two thousand eighteen. They are. Uh, I I tweeted this late last night. It was way uh, up way too late because that game would never end. It was a great game, uh, the Sunday night football game. Lots of intrigue <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, it's like a three and a half hour game. Yeah, though. but it just would never end. Um, so I tweeted this last night again when I should have been <laughs> like I normally am during Paulie's phone calls. Um, but with a win this Sunday, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, we're going to obviously rewind and react to what happened yesterday, not what is going to happen or what could potentially happen Sunday. But I just wanted to drop this in case anybody didn't see it. With a win this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons or just one more win at any point in the next six games for the Washington Commanders, they will have tied their win mark for both of Ron Rivera's two seasons, number one, and quite honestly, they will have tied their best win mark since 2016. Remember, they went 7-9, and 7-9 and nine in 2017 and 2018 with a chance to be Eight and eight going into the final game of the season and got trounced in both under Jay. Then obviously Jay gets fired during the 0 and 5 start. They win three games or whatever it was. Then seven and nine, seven and ten under Ron Rivera. So again, one more win ties you with what you have done. That sounded good in the microphone. That's what I was doing. I'm cracking a cold one on behalf of Ron Rivera. That a boy. Nine oh seven this morning. That a boy. Well, Ron doesn't like that. Well, mine's red can. I mean, yeah, that's true. Ron, I told you Ron was was look, salty. I told you. Look, I told you he was salty Ron, about that. I think Ron was just putting on a good front. Eh, maybe. Maybe he was kissing a so little. I think behind the scenes he was telling his boys, F yeah. <laughs> maybe, that's what I'm talking maybe, about. Maybe he was kissing a little Rudy Patootie to the NFL. I don't know. But uh, either way, with a win, one more win, they can tie what they have done or what they have done basically done no better than since 2016. Now, of course, seven wins is not where you want to get. No. So win number six yesterday, and now six and five, one game over 500, first time since being over 500 since the end of week one, is where you ideally want to be for middling offense with a very good defense. And surprisingly, and I'll take this one on the chin, their special teams was wretched for a number of weeks, including in the preseason and the first six, seven weeks of the regular season, their special teams have been really good the last couple of weeks. So I, I'll, I'll give them a lot of credit for that. I mean, short of a weird penalty on the cheese man yesterday, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Pete, six and five. Listen, it's not, again, ultimately what great franchises shoot for. This franchise... Six and five is just fine. It's a building block. It's a process. It's going in the right direction. How about both the AFC East and NFC East? The entire divisions are above 500. I mean, that's, you know, the league loves parity, okay? But parity is not all four teams in a division and in multiple divisions right now being above the 500 mark. And is it look, the Jet, I mean, my gosh, if the Jets had a quarterback. I hesitate to think where they would be also because their quarterback play, you think this quarterback play is mediocre. Quarterback play in, in with the Jets is worse than that. Oh, yeah. And they got, but see, they got a top three pick invested in it. Yeah. 
Washington has got a street free agent playing quarterback for him right now. Okay, well, both teams have six I, right, wins. But, right, but they have, I mean, invested in the position. They also have twenty eight million and two. Draft they do, picks. but I'm saying right now, yeah. what's helping them win? Right. A street free agent. Sure. Who is not killing them is what's making Absolutely. them win. Absolutely. The Jets quarterback is killing them. Yeah. Okay. There's a difference. Of 22 yesterday, I believe, Zach. There's Wilson. a difference. Yeah. Okay. Ron Rivera, here's here's what I know. Okay. And I wanted to save my evaluation. I mean, I finished watching this game at one I, I had to watch it on the DVR, obviously, because I was broadcasting uh Navy and Youngstown State yesterday. Shout out to the mids who are now four and one after another win yesterday afternoon. Um so I finished watching this game at like one fifteen. And instead of sitting there tweeting all my, you know, reactions after that, I just went to bed. Here's here's my biggest takeaway from what Washington is doing. Okay. And I think the parallel is 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 almost spot on. Washington is playing like the University of Georgia in college football. Okay. You look around, USC's got Caleb Williams, the local product, who's playing out of his mind right now, out at, at USC. You look at Ohio State. They've got C.J. Stroud, who's going to be a top-five pick likely in the NFL draft at the quarterback position. They're almost, in a way, playing like Michigan as well. Michigan and Georgia kind of play similar philosophy. Mm -hmm. We're going to run the ball. We're not going to take too many high-risk errors. Mm -hmm. Stetson Bennett is a guy that was at Georgia, left Georgia, came back to Georgia. You know, he's this journeyman, just, just like Taylor Heineke is. He was a guy that they always try to recruit over. And yet, who's the guy that won the national championship for them? Stetson Bennett. And who might win a second national championship. And who might win a second. How about that? Stetson Bennett may win a second national championship for Georgia. Now, no one is going to mistake Stetson Bennett for a five-star recruit. No one's going to mistake Taylor Heineke for a five-star recruit. But Taylor Heineke is not necessarily going out and winning the games for Washington. But... He's not losing the games for Washington. You go ask a Jet fan who they'd like to have a quarterback yep. right now. Zach Wilson or Taylor Heineke? 99% of all Jets fans surveyed, Yep. Chris Russell, say Taylor Heineke. Okay? And the other takeaway that I come away with, we believe that the defensive line, even without Chase Young, has played really good football. Its best two players have played great football pretty much from the get-go. Another one of its best players is finding his stride now, as we suspect that he would, in Montez Sweat. But, Chris, it's the improvement in the back seven. Mm -hmm. The linebackers and the consistency and the chemistry now that has solidified in the back seven. Mm -hmm. Jamin Davis is playing his best football as a Washington commander. The secondary, it's addition by subtraction, Hoss. You take out number three, you put in number 25, you add 22 back there, and you touched on it the other day. We, we alluded to how Bobby McCain is almost now playing slot corner. Yep. Yep. Look how good he was yesterday. Dude is playing like a missile out there in the run game mm -hmm. as a slot corner. And Derek Forrest, alongside Cam Curl, is paying immediate dividends. Yes, he took some lumps early in the season. But Kendall Fuller over the last three games has really started to play some terrific football. And I think it's because you got 25 on the other side. You got safeties you trust behind you. You have a chemistry back there now where I think everybody's on the same page and trusts each other. Kendall Fuller makes a great break on a ball yesterday, sets the tone for the football game immediately. 
punches Houston right in the face from the get-go, lifts Washington before they really even have to do anything, and they get away to another victory. It's never going to be pretty with this team, Chris. It's not. It's not going to be pretty with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. But the key is right now, the chemistry that goes into winning, and it's, it looks like Georgia and Michigan to me. Are there going to be close games like Michigan had this week? Michigan was on the verge of losing two field goals in the last three minutes, won the game for them. Georgia was the beneficiary of a terrible non-call in their game with Kentucky. As Kentucky's driving with five minutes to go to get to within 16-13, make Georgia a little nervous. But it's, it's those little things now for this team where the defense has all 11 dudes on the same page. It's pass rush has arrived as a group. It's not just John Allen like it was the first seemingly couple weeks of the season. Now you have all 11 guys on the same page back there, and it's a it's a you can win with this philosophy. Does it leave you a large margin for error? Of course not. But it does leave you with the opportunity to win, yep. which is the most important thing. Well, absolutely, and and the proof is in the pudding. And they remember, won five out of six. Right, remember, they still need a lot of help. They need one of those West teams, yeah. Seattle or San Francisco, really, right. to collapse a little bit. Right. Or the Giants. I mean, they, they've got a chance at least. They have two with the Giants yep. to try and reel them in, right. which helps. Right. Giants played Dallas this week, short week on the road. Then Washington gets them twice. So... That might be your angle too. That might be, you know, that might be the team that you target. They're going to need help from one of those Western teams right. and probably the Giants to to get into the playoffs despite their improved play, but at least their trajectory is heading in the right direction. Uh, Arizona and Colt McCoy can help them a little bit tonight on Monday Night Football yeah. against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't see that in happening. Mexico City. I don't see that happening, but we can hope. I don't see it happening either, but you never know. Uh Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia. Arizona was plucky the last uh last week. How about Detroit yesterday? Uh Detroit helped out the Washington Commanders, no doubt. Um going back to yesterday's win, listen. You know, the 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 number one thing that I would say while the offense is still way, 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 way too inconsistent, uh, and, and that is just the reality. That is the stone-cold truth, and nobody can dispute that. And nobody should. We know the defense is great. Like, you, everything you just said is absolutely checks out. No doubt about it. I mean, there were a couple of moments yesterday where, you know, you say, oh, okay. Uh, and then they would just... Drop the hammer. Um, you know, there was a, a, a there was a long crossing route to uh, Brandon Cooks in front of John Bostic and zone, you know, that um, that Bostic gave up for 41 yards, and, and boom, they just dropped the hammer right after that and held them. Um, so the defense was obviously tremendous against another anemic offense. I mentioned the special teams. Mentioned the inconsistent offense. The two things that jump out to me. One, they are winning these games. They are winning these games as a team. All four phases, coaching, offense, defense, special teams. You know, the stuff, like nobody ever pays attention to special teams. That's so important. So important. 
Um, Joey Sly had a couple of very easy-to-make field goals, 24 and 25, yesterday. Not as easy on the 44-yarder, 3-for-3. Now, some of them were ugly ducklings, and he's always going to give you a little scare. But we know he's got the, the, the leg. We know about Tressway. I mentioned Cheeseman taking that little penalty. Ron had a problem with that. Their coverage is good. Their return game has improved with Antonio Gibson. Uh, they are not beating, and they help. And special teams help them win a couple of games in Chicago and against Green Bay. Right? Again, we know the defense has gelled. You want to say specifically because of William Jackson the third? I don't know if it was specifically, but it's certainly timed out to be a situation where they got better and they have got which, which happened last year as well they got better as the year went along as you practice more as you play more as you tackle more as you communicate more and again getting rid of a sour apple getting rid of a rotten apple that helps sometimes like you said well it's the fruit flies go away when you get rid of that rotten apple or banana in your fruit bowl exactly no and and that's a great analogy that's a great analogy. Um, again, the offense is still inconsistent. We'll, we'll talk about it, all, obviously, all coming up. Yesterday, 3 of 13 on third down. That sucks. Um, you know, 21st downs. I, I mean, they did what they had to do. They ran the ball fairly effectively. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was super effective. 153 yards is effective. Uh, the problem is, is, you know, when you factor in that it took them – uh, what, 30, uh, I think it was 38 opportunities? You know, that's not as effective in terms of per play averages and all that stuff, right? But the total number was effective. A couple of things that jump out to me. Number one, even though they should have turned the ball over on the first series, on a dropped interception by Jalen Petrie on a long ball to Terry McLaurin yeah. that looked like a little bit of miscommunication between Heineke and McLaurin, they got away with that. They got away with another throw, I think, on the third series. But outside of that, no turnovers, no turnovers. On the road, on a short week, yes, it's against Houston, but Lovey Smith is a good defensive coach, always has been. And while they're challenged, obviously, to stop the run, and they didn't have um, uh, uh, Derek Stingley, uh, their, their number three overall pick, again, I would say to have a clean game, ultimately, in terms of turnovers, very, very, very important. That's number one. Number two, they also took this game really seriously, Pete. They had the opportunity to come in and be completely flat and to be completely disinterested. And while the offense struggled for the first three series, really the first two series, got it going on the third series, then put together a nice scoring drive on the fourth series, which we'll get into. While the offense struggled at the outset, the defense obviously came to play. Again, we mentioned the special teams. As a whole, this organization on a short week with a longish travel to Houston, not impossible, three hours, whatever, but a in a dead building, right, with half the seats open and, half? Mo- and, and maybe more. Half? I was going to say. Right, maybe that more. That place, if it wasn't for the Washington fans in attendance, there might not have been anybody right. there. There may have been more Washington Woo-hoo. fans there than, than Houston fans, but... They had every chance, they had every chance 
to basically say, yeah, you know what? We got this. We, you know, we Right. To your we, point, this is a game in the past. Yes. Where this yes. group would have allowed Houston to be in this game for four quarters and maybe even win this Ron game. Ron did not allow. What did I tell you on Friday? I thought this was yes. going to be kind of like an Indianapolis 100%. game, right? And I was wrong. I was wrong. They did not allow uh, Davis Mills a- any chance at all. They harassed. And let me just tell you. I didn't. I don't think I, I. I think I mentioned it on this show, but I got specific on Friday afternoon on my on my Locked On Commanders podcast. I predicted that Kenyon Green, the number fifteen overall pick, who went one spot ahead of John Dotson, mm-hmm. would give up. W- would have two penalties and give up two sacks. And that quota was met midway through the second I was quarter. Say, it didn't take long. That, for that guy to happen. sucks, man. He's worse than I thought Look, he here's was. Here's the other thing. Jonathan buddy. Allen just absolutely tore him. Yes. To smithereens. I mean, you need like all sorts of preparation H to repair Kenyon Green's bippy uh, today. Holy cow, he sucked. And Jonathan Allen is. By really the way, good. and as much as I am, and I was not the only person in North America that did this, but me and those who did um, need to be beaten with a whack a mole uh, hammer. The fact that we had any confidence in that organization to actually have a good football team this year and challenge for the AFC oh, South. Right. I forgot. Okay. I forgot. Um, <laughs> and, and look, I knew. I knew that. They got the, off to a pretty good start. Well, they were up after three quarters in their first game. Right. And when I knew when they allowed Indianapolis to come back and tie that yeah. game the way they did, I should have over. known the writing was on the wall. Right. But I, I thought, I, I thought again, you know. And, and look, Lovey Smith is not the greatest head coach, but I thought he was the right kind of like Ron. I thought he was the right guy right. in that moment to settle things down for them. I had a little more confidence in Pep Hamilton to continue this trajectory with Davis Mills. Now, I don't think it's all on Davis Mills. I think the point you just brought up about how Jonathan Allen just the Allen Payne and Sweat. In fact, anybody that played defensive line, you could have abused Houston's mm-hmm. offensive line yesterday. That's how bad it was. So it's not all on Davis Mills. You know, Davis Mills has Brandon Cooks, and for part of the season, it's been a disgruntled Brandon Cooks. Right. So it's not all on Davis Mills, but a lot of it is on Davis Mills. Yeah. And on that offense, the defense should sue for non-support. Right. Didn't help that they had no pulse in the running game. Zero. I mean, zero. Well, but you know what, though? I think that's Washington, though. Of Look, course. Damian Pierce has been great. The last five, six weeks yeah, for them. Absolutely. He's really put up good numbers. Ten carries, eight yards. That's all. And if you start, that was the key yesterday. You talk to any defensive coordinator, they will tell you, no matter what, if you make a team one-dimensional, in particular, that team, okay, that team cannot beat you in the air at all. At all. So if you stop their run game, the game is over. Yep. The game is over. And that's what Washington did yesterday. They made Pierce a non-factor, and thus Houston had no chance to win the game. All right. Let's take your calls. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. It is a victory Monday in the DMV. The Commanders are 6-5 and five and hosting the Atlanta Falcons on Thanksgiving Day weekend. This is what it's supposed to feel like, people. Let's hear from you loud and proud. You can beat your chest a little bit. Are you worried about the offense, or are you content 
with what you are getting in all four phases. Again, that's offense, defense, special teams, coaching from the Washington Commanders. Right now in eighth place in the NFC, just out of the playoffs, looking in. Need a little help from Arizona tonight against San Francisco to bring them back to a five-loss club. Your phone calls next celebratory victory Monday right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you celebrate with us on a victory Monday. Two in a row for Washington. Five of six. How about that, Russell? Signed, sealed, delivered. Another win. It's yours. I like it. I like it. Little Motown Monday action. We still do that around these here parts. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. You want to fire off a tweet? It's at Pete Medhurst at WrestleMania six two one. At Mr. Me underscore 93. boy, You finally and you at got the it team right. 980. Or just at Team 980. Not the team. It's the Team980.com. It's at Team980 on Twitter. As long as Twitter's around, we can still use it, right? Well, I mean, I think we keep talking about uh it what seemingly on the surface mm-hmm. is its impending demise, yes. and it's not going anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, uh, Coach Musk has been out there saying, hey, everybody, we've got the World Cup starting right now. There's yeah. a lot of activity. Come on board. Speaking of the World Cup England today. has just two- added another one, by the way. Oh, Four nil. And um, World Cup action, the U.S. men's national team at 2 o'clock this afternoon against Wales. That should be an uh, interesting ball game. Yes. See, oh, the U.S. hadn't been in eight years, so uh, obviously back at it. United States still trailing the rest of the a lot of the rest of the world in mm-hmm. international soccer success, but 
We'll see what happens coming up this time around. Let's get to the phone. Celebrate with you. 301-230-0980. Let's go to line one. Jeff, what's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Congrats Hello, to the command fans. Jeff? You know? Yes. Big, big, victory, big win yesterday. Victory Monday for both uh, our squads, I guess. Yeah, my under seven and a half wins on the Commanders is not looking really good right no, now. No, so. no, not looking good. See, we told you on this show, we told you on this show that the Commanders would make the playoffs. Now, I have no idea if they were actually going to make the playoffs, but this show was dialed in and said the Commanders were going to make the playoffs. I had them at nine and eight. Pete, you had them at nine and eight or ten and seven. Ten and I seven. can't. Ten and seven. I mean, I have no idea if they were going to ultimately make the playoffs, right? Because as Pete has alluded they but it's not either way i don't think either one of us saw them doing this we thought it was going to be because wentz was going to come in add some explosive plays um certainly not digging out of a one and four start i i mean listen you know you all know what i thought about wentz and i i tried my best to come around to him and to warm up to him and think maybe they knew more than i did ultimately it is what it is. It didn't work out. It hasn't worked out. Now, you know, even, I guess, if you believe all the the stuff that came out of yesterday, I guess even if he's cleared to practice and even if he's cleared to play and be in uniform on game day, he's not going to play, I guess, moving forward. That's, that's the messaging that Ron gave all of the reporters uh, in the press conference, uh, all of the national reporters uh, like Ian Rappaport and so on and so forth was – that even when Wentz is healthy, he's not going to play. Now, I think that will change if Taylor Heineke struggles and they lose. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I didn't realize the bye week was so late. So those back-to-back games against the Giants are really going to define whether they make the yep. playoffs or not. No week. doubt. Hey. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, Pete, shout out the Navy. Big win. Maryland hung tough for three quarters with OSU. And thank God for South Carolina proving Tennessee to be the posers that they really are. Um, just an amazing weekend of good stuff. And, Chris, as it relates to the Bengals, as long as number nine is the quarterback, nothing is out of the realm of possibility. No, that is true. I mean, but to win a game, listen, Pittsburgh, you know, we know they're challenged significantly on offense. Their defense is not great, great by any stretch of the imagination, but that uh, T.J. Watt's a monster. Uh, it's yep. still good enough. And to do what Burrow and Samaje P. Ryan, for God's <laughs> sakes. I mean, it was, like I, I kept flashing back Jay, watching Jay that Gruden's game. Jay going to be like a happy, yeah. a happy grandfather at Christmas at I 10 know. o'clock. I mean, I, I, you know, but but not only that, but uh, 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 Rashad Ross had a big kick yeah. return from Pittsburgh. And Samaje P. No, Ryan. No, Steven I mean, Sims. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve, uh, not Rashad Ross. <laughs> I, was, I was getting <laughs> my the non- wrong training camp phenom. <laughs> I was getting my non-script <laughs> Kick returners confused that we're ultimate disappointments that caught lightning in a bottle. My bad. <laughs> You're right, well, Stephen Sims. Mean, you, guys, you guys know the rule. It's the NFL. People yeah. get hurt, next yeah. man up, yeah. and that's why there's 53 guys on the roster. And, you know, kind of like the commanders, it, the, the Bengals have everything in front of them. Every single team ahead of them, they play for the rest of the schedule. And everything's right in their hands if they want to take it. So we'll see what happens, definitely. Jeff, left hand, left hand it, up, man. Jeff. Uh, by the way, speaking of training camp and kick return phenoms, Brandon Banks and the Toronto Argonauts win Grey Cup 109 oh, last night. Right. Dramatic fourth quarter victory over that? the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 
who uh, both teams did a massive job out coaching themselves. But Chad Kelly, former Ole Miss quarterback, nephew of Jim Kelly, yeah. comes in. Who had a lot of trouble uh, yeah, character-wise. In, in relief of Be- McLeod Bethel Thompson, who hurt his thumb. And he leads Toronto down for the game-winning score. They win 24-23 in Grey Cup 109. By the way, it was just it was warmer in Saskatchewan last night for the Grey Cup. Wait, where? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. My favorite place on earth. Yes, where it, you would do a Monday night football absolutely, game. Absolutely. Or me and Braden Holpe and I could just sit up there yeah. in the stands in their beautiful stadium in Saskatchewan right. and watch the Grey Cup because Braden, of course, from Saskatchewan. But it was, ju- it was warmer in Saskatchewan last night than it was here. So, a great cup's on my bucket list. Hopefully, one year I'm going to be able to knock that out before I'm too old to travel uh, to places I mean, I, like that. I I hope you can. Uh, just just real quickly again, Samaje P. Ryan, who obviously flamed out here. Uh, he's been a nice little backup to Joe Mixon. Mixon got banged up again yesterday. Uh, Twenty nine yard catch, uh, eleven yard catch, and uh, where's the? Th- I thought he had three. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay, there was so much damn scoring uh, that it was on the next page. And a six-yard pa- Think about that. Samaj P. Ryan, a running back, had three touchdown catches. Think yeah. about that. I mean, ju- I mean, to Jeff's point, Joe Burrow is just awesome. I know he's had a couple of bad games this year where he has not looked uh, himself. But every time you watch that game, I watch everything on uh, – on, um, uh, on red zone, just because it's just easier because they show sure. you what you miss and all that stuff. Every time you look up, and this is without his best target, 355 yeah. yards on, you know, 24, 39. And every time it was like, you know, a, 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 uh, a sideline out or a throw that like he would make look snap of a finger that most normal quarterbacks struggle to make like quite honestly not, not to beat him up but Taylor Heineke would struggle all day long with those kind of throws accuracy timing rhythm all of that consistently not once consistently Joe Burrow is just like pew, pew, by the pew, way flicking I know, peanuts man I, I know I'm and I'm somewhat carmudgeon-y like sometimes with uniforms when they get away from the traditional base color mm-hmm. of a uniform like mm-hmm. the Bengals you think orange but those all white uniforms, like with those tiger stripes yesterday, oh, yeah. the white helmets, oh, yeah. those were fire. Let's stay with the Jeffs. We go to Clarksburg. What's up, Jeff? Hey, hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Jeff? Um, let me just say that, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with the offense. They took their foot off the gas. They were up 20 nothing at halftime. You know, they had Logan, Paul, uh, Logan back. He was throwing it to him. They were practicing reverses. They knew what they had at the halftime, you know. So well, Jeff, Jeff let me let me ju- let me jump in and just counter with you. Were you? I mean, outside of the one out touchdown there. drive, which was a very good drive, and 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 we cannot take that away from. Would you say the first half was uh, they just took their foot off the gas pedal, or was it a little bit of uh, like all over the place and not really? Not really having – I mean, because to me, that's what I walked away with was there was the one good drive, one really good drive, and give them credit, and the rest of it was kind of just like a mishmash of, yeah, we were here, but we're not really I, wanting I mean, to they, empty they, the bag of tricks. They don't want uh, – exactly. I mean, they felt the atmosphere from the empty stadium. They felt the uh, energy from their defense and their team. They, they You know, it was – it was one where, you know, you had it in the bag, but, you know, you just got to give something to win. They gave mm-hmm. just enough. You know what I mean? That's fair. They gave That's fair. just enough. That's fair. You know, so. 
I was going to say, though, Jeff, appreciate the call. When was the last time Washington could actually take their foot off the gas comfortably in a game? I mean, well, you know, there, look, when it got to 20 to nothing, Chris, as I'm watching the tape, because obviously I knew what the outcome was, even though I was keeping up with it online, mm-hmm. you know, during my game. At 20 to nothing, I'm just going, I was like, man, you knew the game was over at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington literally would have had to hand Houston three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to lose that game, literally hand it to him. Here, for we're gonna we're gonna feed you like a baby. Here's a little Gerber touchdown. You want right. to do peaches here? Okay, we'll right. give you one. That was the only way Houston was getting back in that game. No yesterday. doubt, no doubt. So, I mean, I, again, it wasn't so much what they didn't do in the second half. It was more like what they did in the first half. What they didn't do again. First series of the game uh, after getting stuffed on a run on first down. Right. Uh, they ran a play action. It was almost an interception uh, by Petrie. Then the third play uh, or third down, he's heavily pressured twice coming around the right side of the offensive line and coming uh, the backside, it looked like, through the left guard Norwell spot for a third down incompletion and a hit. And Taylor Heineke was roughed up a little bit from time to time in that first half. And after the first possession, yeah, I thought back to what you said on Friday going, okay, you know, this is exactly what Russell was talking about. So, because after the first possession, you're like, okay, you know, not real focused. First play got stuffed. Second play was almost an interception. Exactly what you're talking about uh, in a game like that. Let's get Sabah in here before the trending on line four. What's up, Sabah? Hey, there, gentlemen. Woo! How y'all doing Congratulations. Woo! I tell you, it was the first game I had, like, my heart rate didn't go above 60. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very it he- calm. It helps and, um, it, it helps when you're playing a one win team. Yes, but you know, I didn't think we were that far away from the one win teams. I mean most people in the NFL aren't and everybody else that played them except maybe another team or two weren't that far. I mean, I think they played Philly a lot closer than they played us on was it a Thursday night game or oh, something? Yeah. I mean they it, gave it, Philly fit. Sure. I think didn't you know? they they yeah. they only trailed, I think, twenty one seventeen going to the fourth quarter. Uh, against Philadelphia. Yeah. They've been in a lot of football games. That's the one thing about right. that team. They've been in a lot of football yeah. games, but you know, Washington right. took them out of this football game. This game was over Absolutely. midway through the second quarter. So my observations are I'm sensing Trent Dilfer Ravens, and I think our quarterback's better than Trent Dilfer because our defense is reminding me of that season where we just do enough on offense, make enough plays to, you know, stay in and win the game at the end. Because um, we have a quarterback that I think is better than Trent Dilfer when it comes to late-game situations, when it takes guts. He's not the best guy, obviously, on just slinging it around when you don't need to because, you know, if he makes a mistake, you know, it, it's it's like, a, a, you know, he's up for impeachment. Uh, so he doesn't have that uh, uh, liability. Well, uh, I, I, know, that, I, was, uh, I would say it's not a terrible anyway. comparison you know what, though, by Sabah, any means, although Taylor has more mobility. Yeah, than and, and not only that, but right now, because yeah. of what Ron said yeah. this week, he has mm-hmm. the ability to play without looking over his shoulder. He has the ability maybe here to continue to work out the kinks with Scott Turner and Ken Zampezi to work on the things that are his kryptonite right now without looking over his mm-hmm. shoulder to see if that other guy is coming into the football game. So he at least has that mental hurdle now cleared as they have entrusted well, we him. So. With, well, I, I look, 
I, I so, don't trust the coaches, and it would be nice to have that off season, you know, of prep. And I keep harping on that, but, right? But uh, Sabah, if he, he look, he, uh, he's going to play. Look, he's played his way into the job, and they have told him now it's your job. The only way you lose the job is if you play your way out of the job. But so, did you hear? Did you hear what Ron said post game? He said the reason he picked him was winning. Okay, not because he's the better quarterback, which he is clearly the better quarterback between uh, him and Wentz. And the lady asked him an amazing question. And he paused for about three seconds before answering it because she got him. He said, she said, Ron, um, why do you uh, hesitate to uh, compliment Taylor? Did you hear that question? Uh, I did not hear that particular one. you got to go one. back and listen to All it. Right. It was amazing. He paused, and then he goes, um, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. She goes, well, you know, you point out, you know, his negatives, like on the almost interception, like, you know, oh, well, Taylor's going to do Taylor things, but – you you know you don't really say anything about the good stuff, and then he didn't really answer her, and then she let it go. She should have kept going. You know, Ron, like when you yelled at the top of the mountain, "Yes, we need a quarterback," and when you were asked, "Do you need a quarterback?" That's the understatement of the year, laughing and giggling. That's what she should have asked him. This quarterback has saved Ron's job. He has saved us fans from being in the doldrums. He has saved his teammates, and that's why they love him. They play so hard because they're afraid if they lose, he's out, and they got the little chewing tobacco spitting guy back in. And the ironic that's thing is, really, guys, the ironic thing, Sabah is highlighting the the intangibles that right. Taylor has. Thanks, Sabah. The, the ironic thing is, is they've won two games in a row, and he's thrown zero touchdowns in either game. Hasn't thrown one since fourteen fourteen of the fourth quarter to Dax Milne. Dax Milne. <laughs> against the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, who do you think's getting the last laugh between Dax Mill and Zach Wilson? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, Jets defenders, according to Rich Samini, who uh, covers the Jets. Oh yeah, the defensive players are like uh, a little angry well, with Mr. They, Wilson. Well, their offensive players are. Yeah, but not only that, Garrett Wilson's not pretty only heated that, too. Not only that, now, he seems to be more heated at the, the one the thing. Coaches, but. The one thing that these Brigham Young guys, um, you know, get praised for. Because they go on these missions, they're supposed to be older, they're more mature. Zach Wilson couldn't be more immature right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for someone that has come through BYU mm-hmm. uh, the way he is. Because he he looks like he is the most immature dude uh, on planet Earth right now playing quarterback for the New York Jets. And yet, they're still 6-4 and four right now. 301-230-0980. Your thoughts on a victory Monday right now. Jay Gruden coming up at the top of the hour. It's Russell and Medhurst till noon right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. All right, let's do it. On this victory Monday, there's a different kind of victory. Of course, still in the aftermath of the triple shooting and murders of the Virginia football players. One of the players, Virginia running back Mike Hollins, has now been discharged uh, from the hospital a week after he was shot. And, of course, again, three of his teammates were killed last Sunday night in Charlottesville. So very good news uh, there as he has made a quick recovery. Uh, On the field, over in uh, Qatar, the World Cup underway. Of course, the U.S. men's national team set to play Wales coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Now, here's a problem. Thousands of fans, apparently a bunch of U.S. and England fans who's playing right now, we'll get you an update on them in a second, having all sorts of problems as the FIFA app has crashed and they're unable to access their tickets 
According to ESPN and a FIFA spokesman, uh, they confirmed that tickets just disappeared from certain accounts and have left fans unable to transfer tickets to individuals with whom they plan to attend the game. They're still working on trying to solve that problem. We mentioned England. They are ripping Iran 5-1 to one in the 73rd minute Senegal and Netherlands coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern, and that's what's trending. Uh-huh. This is why we need video in this uh in this studio. How I don't know how Hoffman does it. He's got all sorts like of wacky video. Allen and Duran Payne, they're a brick house. I thought they were in the Alabama wall. They were indeed. Just ask Damian Pierce <laughs> and his fantasy owners. Who got nothing yesterday? Fantasy owners are picking up Washington today. Yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty good. You had uh, Essig playing his fa- fake saxophone there. <laughs> Love it. I mean, pretty good, you two. 301-230-0980. Celebrating a victory Monday. Let's go to line one. Santo in D.C. What's up, Santo? Good morning. How y'all feeling? What's up, Santo? We are spectacular. That's what I'm talking about. So one thing I noticed, I was watching the game all in all, and it was a little unsung to the point where we were talking about um, a clock management. It wasn't that they were just dominating and holding on to the ball offensively. If you watch the way that they were lining up and, and, and calling the plays, they were not chunking out of that 30-second-plus that to, to rush a play. They took every second they had to to establish themselves. If you also watch, like I was saying earlier, when you look at what Taylor was doing, Taylor wasn't just dialing it up to one receiver. He spread the ball out. He got it to where he needed to. And in the way that they run the ball, when you can run the ball like that, when you can command and, 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 and really hold down what you need on the field, you want a quarterback that's got some legs. I don't care how strong the arm is. When that pocket opens up, that's when you start creating holes. That's when you start creating, you know, uh, mistakes from the other team because now they understand that you are running them ragged. And if you watched their game yesterday, you can watch every single play, and he did. Uh oh. Oh, Santo. Man, sorry, Santo. Call back again uh, tomorrow or something. Let's go to line three, Junior's in Fort Meade. What's up, Junior? The phone monster bites again. What's up, Junior? Morning, fellas. Listen, uh, good. Uh, For all the years I've been listening to this radio station, I've heard a lot of callers call in from uh, Lieutenant Ronnie to Sabah, G from the shop, Big Tony. Paulie has to be my favorite caller of all time. That guy is entertaining every single time he calls in. I heard him yesterday. Guy is entertaining and hilarious as hell. So shout out to Paulie. Well, uh, you know, I, I would uh, take I would take a little umbrage with that. I would just say, 
<laughs> I'm sure you would, Chris. <laughs> uh, secondly, the game yesterday, again, it felt like the offense, the play calling was just helter-skelter. It was just all over the place. It had no rhythm, had no seamless uh, timing to it. It just felt like he was just calling plays thinking that one play would work. It had no flow, no it had nothing. It just seemed like it was all over the place from going down inside the 10-yard line, throwing the ball uh, over and over again. It just it, Nothing felt consistent yesterday with the play calling. Uh, and last but not least, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you guys have a safe holiday. And everybody out there, be safe, and let's go Commanders. Thanks, Junior. Same to you, pal. Appreciate the uh, support, as always, even though from time to time, Junior and I butt heads. It's okay. It's fine. And, of course, the man that he was praising during the call, Paulie. Yes. Yes. So. We, we're an equal opportunity radio show. You can rip the rooster not only on Fridays. This week we won't be here on Friday. You can rip the rooster anytime you want. 301. I might two, just hung up, hang up on your ass. That's okay because you do control the button. Yes. 301. Two, if anybody ever hangs up on you, it's either the 15-minute reaper or it's rooster. It's not me. All I do is call you onto the air. Exactly. Rooster's the one that knocks you off the but air. You're, but you're the one that chooses who gets on the air. That's true. That's so a good like point. The, there's a multi-level process. Like it goes through Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt could say no, or Matt could bury you if he doesn't like you. Right. Then you can choose who gets on when or doesn't, and then I can bang you Right Done. out the, if right the out phone the door. monster doesn't Chris ultimately has the whack-a-mole hammer in his hand. 5-1 England. I hope you bet the over in this one in the World Cup as uh, England rolling 5-1 today over Iran. They're playing in the 88th minute right now. 301-230-0980. Jay Gruden is next to Touchdown at 10 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.